Demon Slayer Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jeff. I'm Ronnie. And today we're covering Season 3, Episode 5, Bright Red Sword of the Swordsmith Village arc. We sure are. Correct. Uh, what'd you think about the episode? I liked this episode, this uh, arc. God, it feels weird to call things arcs, but this arc's a good one, and it continues to be so. Uh, Tanji is next level. I don't know if that sank in the first time I watched it. But now that I'm watching it a second time, like yes, it did. This was the easiest it's been for him. Yes, by far. He went from being absolutely doomed to yawning. He, I think, at one point I saw a frame of him yawning while he was slicing up three haunting goods. Yeah, absolutely doomed to calling them chooms. If you know Whoa, what I mean. Cyberpunk. Look cyberpunk. At you. Obviously, with the help of Nezuko, though, I'm not going to let that slide that we're right. going to give Nezuko her credit. He did need Nezuko's help. It's like the family lineage, though, is helping each other out. Um, she's got some of it, too. I mean, it's his sister. They yes. Passed down the genes to hopefully all the siblings. Well, those other haunted children that have passed away and are trying to haunt Tanji through his whatever, just whatever purgatory they're in, I don't like them. They didn't get the cool traits. That's not nice of you to say that. I'm not saying I'm glad they're dead, because that would be an awful thing to say. I'm just saying that they scare me, and I don't really like any of their personalities, and I'm glad they're not here. Okay. Moving on, then. Let's get right into it. Let's do it. Tokido is being led by the little shit Kotetsu. Okay, I'm going to call him that. You've been hating on this guy. Well, I'm you didn't jump say his, Well, you didn't say his name right, so don't act I, like say it then. Kotetsu. That's what I said. You said Kotetsu. Kotetsu. Oh, okay. I said it with the Usually, Japanese underling. Well, no, I know your Japanese... Well, an underling, yes. An overling, no. Because I know what your Japanese overling sounds like, but I'm not as familiar with... Kotetsu! Under- yes. That's if you had done that, I would have been like, correct. You've always got to like get the phlegm out of your throat yeah. whenever you're saying a name. Right. As a Japanese man, I feel like. So yeah, they're on their way to save Mr. Kanamori. And who is that? Do we know that guy? This is uh, like the the guy that does the swords for Tokido, from but what that, my understanding. Right. We didn't know him before, though, right? I thought he was in it earlier. This was season. he? Was he not? I don't know. That's what I'm asking you about. I mean, the first time we saw uh, Tokido, he was like giving sass to the little kid, right? Right. And we see that, that he needs a new sword because literally coming up he he steals the sword from the the doll yes so the sword that he's using here is just a shit like doll sword right from i and believe approximately 300 years old yeah. yeah well i'm sure those have been replaced before um right because yes it's the little shit the training it's the sword. little shit kotetsu who doesn't know how to do anything yes he's correct. the one that's not upkeeping the the robot right so yeah, they find they run up on him, find him. He slices slices the fish lord in half, saves the guy, and that's when. Okay, I've, I have my notes here. I was gonna ask you if we've seen this guy. <laughs> hey, great minds think alike. Yeah, I don't. For I, some, I think we did see him for a second. But where would it have been? Unless he was one of the guys just randomly sitting next to the master when Tanji yeah. first arrived. I don't think we know this guy. When we were running to save him, I was like, oh, we're going to save someone that we know. But I'm not familiar with him. Or so, his so this guy might just be his personal swordsman. Yes. Swordsmith guy. 
Um, so yeah, he politely asks for a sword because he's still using the shitty one that the robot had, which is insane to me that I didn't even really think about this. He's been slicing up these fish demons. Like it's absolutely nothing with this crap sword. Um, he then says that the Mr. Kanamari says that he does have a sword because Tanji gave it to him. And if you remember from a couple episodes ago, Literally, Tokido, when he broke his sword, he mm-hmm. just threw it to Tanji and was just like, oh, I'm just going to take this one and took the old crappy one. Right. So Tanji personally hand-delivered this to... That sounds like something Tanji <laughs> would do. That sounds like the kind of above yeah. and beyond service he would do. He, Tanji, oh my God. Everyone, now that I'm thinking about it, if Tanji was in our world in our times, we know where he would work. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> he would yeah. just be slinging oh, chicken yeah. sandwiches. He would be slinging chicken sandwiches. He would be running the drive through line. He would be the guy running the food out. Yes. Saying my pleasure to everything. He would be the one inputting all of your order while walking forward to keep the line moving. It's just those people, they are incredible. I actually heard something that it's kind of like they've got like a weird cult thing going on within the industry where they like marry each other and they have like they go off to like wedding camps. They go off to wedding camps, wedding like interventions and stuff like that. Well, it sounds like we need to sign up because we're not having our own weddings anytime soon. (laughs) That's just what I've heard. I don't know if that's true or not. Anybody that works at Chick-fil-A that would like to comment on that, let us know. I'm sure that's a real thing. I thought by my chick-fil-a points i already was part of the chick-fil-a cult but i guess not nope you just might be one of the sauce bosses from there so he keeps leading we, oh sorry they run off to the man's work shed because that is where he has held this sword at and we go into the op He comes back, leading Tokido to the shed, and everything's going smoothly right here, okay? We're just running through the woods. Smoothly. That is a great way to describe the anime running that they are doing. Yes. There's no shoulder movement. There's no arm pumping. I don't know what it is. I think, is it just uh, easier from an animating standpoint? They're like, oh, "Oh, we don't have to keep the arms going if we just have them constantly keep them behind them. Yeah. So uh, you're right. It was smooth. Very smooth. And then suddenly Tokido just stops out of nowhere. And he stops them too. And that's when we see the vase come rolling out. And how do you think Tokido uh, sensed this? Yeah, that that's was what, that was my that question had. during the reaction. Because I, like, I think we're supposed to understand that Tanji, the fact that he does the smelling thing, that's unique to him. Like maybe others do smell, but... He's got one of the best sniffers in town. He's got one of the best sniffers in the game, for sure. Um, With Mist, I'm trying to think. What does Mist do so well? Well, I mean, water doesn't sniff. Tanji originally started off with being a water. Yes, but he also... (laughs) (laughs) All good points that you make now. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's just got... He's a jack of all traits. I don't know why it's a jack like that. I want to say intuition. He's He's just got strong intuition. Yes. I feel like most Demon Slayers, all of their senses senses are just heightened so they can do it. And for whatever reason, Tanji got the raw end of the deal on four of them, but his nose makes up for it. And Tengen obviously was sound hearing. Yes, right. But 
He just got there very late every time. It's so, oh my god, it took him so long to get to places. Sound is slower than light, though. He, he heard it, and smell. but he was just, took him a while. So, Gyoko, obviously it's him. He comes rolling in the vase, makes a weird, does like a weird laugh. I don't even know how to do it, it's so creepy. And then he pops out of the vase, very impressed with Tokido that he, he was able to sense him so quick. Yeah. So... Well, I also respect Gyoko for not, like, prolonging the hide-and-seek game. Yeah, it's like, oh, he knew that he was busted. This wasn't the average swordsmith guy that he might turn into an art piece. But at the same time, what if Tokito is just an an excellent hide-and-seek player? Because I used to uh, employ this strategy a lot when I was playing the game, where you walk into a room and you don't see anyone, right? Like, if I'd be playing with Travis... And I would just go, I'd w- I would walk into five different rooms and I'd go like this. <laughs> wow, you thought that would work, huh? And then he wouldn't be in that room, but you just have to instill the fear in the one person to see if they go, oh, wait, you see me? How did you know I was here? And then you go, I just knew, but you didn't actually know. Or did you, you ever do that move? No, the move that I always pulled was, gosh darn it, they're not in here. And then I would like, tiptoe out and see if they made a noise to like mm. but see you were a bad actor and when you said gosh darn it like that i said no wait he's act i said i said guys he's acting no dude everybody fell for because I, I was so good at hide and seek everyone was always following me they're like oh ronnie where do we go where where's the best spot i'd always be like gee willikers they're not in here <laughs> they, they'd fall for it every time <laughs> so yeah he's wondering what they're being so secretive about he basically knows that they're which this is actually, it made me think later on, we see that Tokido gets trapped. If he had his sword, his actual sword this entire time, would any of this ha- happened? And how much better is he going to be with a legitimate sword? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either because, I mean, in theory, unless it's like the weights are different big time, like... Well, I know, like... The sword, the other sword that he has is just a shitty training sword that was used on a doll. I'm imagining right. it's not the best of steel and all that, like not made perfectly for him. Right, but that, so I guess that's my point is like, um, if he had his sword, he would he be slicing up these fishes any better? Other like it would be smoother because he would have a sharper blade, but it's not like. Yeah, but I guess the unless fish it's is like the love sword, which is yeah. obviously modded modified out to the highest extent I mean, it just makes you know me that think, she's got a scuff controller it makes me think maybe yeah maybe he could slice through the water thing later on if right. he did have no his. i see what you're saying that yeah. but that would just, are you saying because his sword has special powers or because his sword is more sharp both okay i mean we've seen tanji apparently well he had help from nezuko but like you said the whip one Mm-hmm. It just seems like everything is made specifically for them, so it just all works better. Right. I don't know. You're just a believer in the Nichiren metal. Correct. Yeah. The swords that he's been dealing with these past two two times and, we've seen him with swords, I don't believe to be of the Nichiren variety. Okay. So we then get moments um, at the village where all the villagers are running around. They're getting wrecked by these giant purple fish. I don't know why these ones are purple or what makes well, each Well, it's because they're smaller. It's because they're smaller, Chad. That's why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, when out of nowhere, we get the love Hashira 
pulling up, starts using her sword, but as a whip, Ronnie. Yeah, when she first came in, it was like... Um, I caught it right away when she first came in. Check the reaction out. Mm. Chad caught it right away. I don't know if that's true, because I think we both got fooled initially, because there was a fish claw that was pinkish in the hue, and we were, and I, I think I was the one that said it, because I'm always more outspoken than you, and then... No, she you were like, oh, did she just get clawed? And I'm like, I don't know. It looks like she's no, I didn't see. Around. Did she get clawed? Because she wasn't in the scene yet, so don't make up stories. I said, oh, is this her? And then we went, oh no, that's the fish. And then more stabbing came in, and then you piggybacked on me, and we're I was like, like, oh, she's whipping around with that thing. You were like, oh, here she is. Yeah, I said. What, oh, now what said, you? What, oh, you're saying the whip? The whip? Yeah, that's what yes, I'm talking the about. whip you did call. I thought you were talking oh, okay. about her entry into the show. Yeah, I'll give you the credit for the whip. Thank you, thank you. Except you didn't say it's a whip. You were like, oh, it's it's, it's of it's a whip like it's of a whip like nature. It's of whip variety. <laughs> um, yeah. Is is there like a name for that? I'm sure that's an actual like weapon. A war? <laughs> no, not a ward. A swip? That's a swip. Swip. I guarantee you that's what it is. You're probably right, Ronnie. Good job. No, I am right. That I'm telling you that's what it is. I have to... Um, I just had to mention... Keep in mind, this place churns out swords all day. Right? Um, well, I, mean, I think that, it takes longer than a day to make a sword. But no, yeah, but they're sure. churning swords out. Like, they're working on churning swords out. I guess. What? Don't say you guess. What is the name of the village? Chad, go ahead and say it. The Swordsmith Village. So would they or would they not be churning swords out all day? They might not be, you know, finishing them off, but they're it's working on churning them out. It's nighttime. I feel like some of them are at dinner. Or... All right. Well, what are you saying they're doing the rest of the day? Churning I'm, swords. I've only been talking about the day. I haven't talked about the nighttime. So what are they doing during the day if they're not churning out swords in the Swordsmith Village? Churning swords during the day. So I'm right. Well, it's nighttime. I'm saying they might not be. Doing I it at never night. said anything about the nighttime. You said something about the nighttime. All I said was, "What are they doing all day? Turning out swords?" And then you started being a cohort just to be a cohort. So annoying. My whole point was in a place called the Swordsmith Village. Okay. There was a guy trying to combat one of these fish demons with an axe, with a scythe. A not scythe. A, I think I saw an axe as well. I'm not kidding. There was a chef. There was like a uh, a chef's knife. Well, it wasn't a chef's knife. I'm trying to think of the knife. I'm not a big seafood guy in the kitchen, but it's the kind of knife you'd want to uh, chop up seafood with. But a scythe. A scythe, Chad. That's like working in a gun store and a <laughs> robber comes in and you pull out like a box cutter. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. A scythe obviously is an agricultural hand tool for mowing grass or harvesting crops. Why would they be using that to try and fight a fish? Uh, well, think about it. Well, I guess you know, swords would work better against fish. How is it? You know, it's interesting. What about a rod? A rod? What if you just saw one of them like attacking them with a fishing rod? Well, that would oh, a fishing rod that would be ridiculous. I thought maybe you were saying like a rod of metal, and I would be like, okay, no, well I'm... that at least makes sense. They just haven't gotten it to oh, the sword yeah. part yet. So that would make sense. It would make sense. A fishing rod on a fish I just, wouldn't make do sense. Do you listen to me? <laughs> oh, you're saying a fishing rod? Yeah. Okay, you're right. You're right. If they just, <laughs> they should have done that. Come on. You see, if we were making a show, we wouldn't have made a big deal out of it, right? Like, we're not trying to shove the joke down people's face. All we're doing is we just have one guy the right one in the dude. back with just a fish and a hook. <laughs> just throwing it at the, 
and and then and then he does it he does it and he's like reeling it in and then just instantly gets eaten like right away yeah <laughs> yeah that's they messed up there on that one take it so and you know what? i blame the studio on that the studio even if it's not in the manga they could just add that scene in the studio just be like we're just gonna throw this in here are so, you as um are you are you as taken aback as I am to find that mowing like I thought you could only mow with a lawn mower. Okay. D- but no, it's saying like the scythe, you mow with the scythe. Yeah, I would never And that's that. weird, right? Like what is the mowing definition? I'm trying to find mowing. Mowing. Um taking out blades of grass at the same time. So it is that I I don't know. Well, I guess I would have loose pieces of grass resulting from mowing. So that's interesting. It told me like that's a pile of mowing, but it didn't give me the actual definition. Weird. Anyway, keep going. Sorry. All right. Just learning something new every day. So we move on to the ultimate magic carp, and this one has four vases atop of its right. back, and um, we see that it has the chief, Chief Yagamantajokoto, mm-hmm. in also what its I called him. hands. The fact that this fish has hands is wild, but the chief is in his hands, squeezing the hell out of the chief. I thought the chief was about to burst right here. I really thought he was going to die. Um, but as we've seen in this show, broken ribs don't really mean anything, yeah. or being squeezed. So you would think people try wouldn't try and call me out for rib injuries, but yet it still mm. happens. And this fish has already destroyed the crappy demon slayers that were sent there earlier, that were just like nearby, like. Which, come on, like, show me those people. Who are those people? Yeah, who are they? Because Tanji and his entire, like, am I supposed to believe that that, those Demon Slayers were of, like, Zenitsu rank? No, dude, I think, see, here's where you, like, Zenitsu, you've got to hate for Zenitsu. He has been through a lot. Do you remember how Zenitsu became a Demon Slayer? I mean, definition of scraping by. So, the fact that, like, there's other ones who apparently are just so bad they just get destroyed instantly. Like I want to see what those guys are like. How well, do they pass th- the think test? About it. How did they find the opening thread? No, you you do you realize what the test was, right? Do you remember? Survive. All Sur- it all it was was survive. You could literally be hiding in a tree the entire time and survive, and you pass the test. I'm just thinking like the amount of people who pass the way Zenitsu did is like very low every year. But Zenitsu, we never saw him, though. He could have fallen asleep multiple times on that mountain and just slayed out. Uh, he might have. See, we don't know. But he yeah, he didn't say anything like, oh, I passed out for a while. He doesn't know that he does that when he goes to sleep, right? No. What a loser that guy is. <laughs> so out of nowhere, though, we get Lady, say her name. Don't know. Miss Timeless is what I'm calling her. We get Lady Miss Timeless. Jumping down with the whip sword, saving the sword chief, who actually made this sword for her. So she had the sword chief make what this sword. What goes around comes around. And she uses love breathing first form. I'll give it to Shivers me. of first love. Love that name. Perhaps my favorite uh, name of a move. Shivers of first love. Tell me that this is what I was thinking about. You the the first time your first love and how you shivered from it. That's what I I've never about. been in love. I'm still waiting. Um, so deep. Now the <laughs> the shivers right. 
you ever play the game of like, oh, what is the word that sounds most like what the word is? Mm-hmm. To me, it's shivers. What about um, bubbly? And I'm not bubbly's. That's a good one. That's a good one. I didn't say the thing right because, it, like, what I said is like shivering would sound like shiver. That's not what I'm saying. I know it's exactly what you mean. Like the word moist. That's another good one. Yes. Yes. I think at least I. That's a pretty well moist. See, the reason I only hesitated is because moist is obvious. Uh, always used as people don't like that word. Shivers. I don't associate with that. Like. I'm fine with the word shivers. I think most of the people are. But when I hear shivers, it gives... That's what I'm trying to say. When I hear the word shivers, it gives me shivers. When I See, when I hear moist, you I get, get moist? moist. Yeah. Interesting. I think you're on the very large minority of that. <clears throat> okay. I think a lot of people are turned off by the word moist, but you, based off what I know about you, would be the one of the ones that is all about it. I don't like damp. The word damp. Interesting. Why? It's a dull version of the word moist. That's what I think of that word. Hmm. I feel like damp is much more wet than moist. Hmm. (laughs) Maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't. It just doesn't do it for me. That's fine. Don't let me dampen your vibe over here. So Miss Timeless sprints over to catch the chief as he's fallen down from the fish being taken out. And her knockers in this scene right here. And hey, it's not me. This is the studio. No, no. At no point did they call them knockers. Are right in the frame. Okay. Front row and center for the camera shot. I mean, if you took a screenshot of this frame. You do know there's not a guy, right, walking around with a camera. Yeah. There might be with this scene right here because I'm telling you, it, it, it was so pervious of them to do this. <laughs> Big, just front and center. I'm, I got to get that frame and uh, framed. I got to get it framed and put on my wall. That's, what? Her knockers? I mean, dude. That's they, what you called them. I'm just saying the studio did it, not me. I'm mentioning that the the... Boonglahas were right there front and center you're while more, she was saving this old man. And you're more of a pedophile than the chief himself. She's, she's over 18. And oh, Show me your birth certificate. <clears throat> because Tokito's not, so how do you know that she is? Because they said Tokito's the youngest and Hashira he, yeah, ever. Yeah, because he's like 14. A lot of wiggle he's room there. He's 17. A lot of wiggle room. He's 17. He's been a Hashira for a while. And if he's the youngest one ever, he's hey, 17. She's got to be 18. You're making, wow, you are doing a lot of homework right now to try and make this work. <laughs> you are. She totally graduated a few months ago. Wow, he is. He pulled out a calculator at some point. You guys didn't see that, but he had a TI-84, a Texas instrument. Oh, you're right. She might not be. She might have been born on, uh, what's it called? A leap year. Leap year, yeah. That's the only way she's not, okay? <laughs> All right. I don't date any woman that was born on leap year because that is disgusting. <laughs> so, of course, though, the anime, this is this is an anime, so the old man has to be pervy, okay? There's just no way around it. He, of course, is all googly-eyed when she saves him. Now, I will say what she's wearing 
might do that to anybody. She's not hiding anything, yeah. so she's playing into it a little bit. I, of course, I'm going to admit to that, but also she shouldn't have to. She should be able to wear what she wants because she's so timeless. Okay. Um, the thing that I'm getting tired of with these <clears throat> uh, sword people's masks, first of all, we both know the masks are dumb. Uh, I need them to all stop thinking that they're the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Or really any spot. I think they all do that trope. Because, hey, when the mask breaks, take it off. You know? You're not you're not a superhero trying to uh, hide your identity. So when it breaks off half of it and I can see your nose and your eyeball, just take the rest off. That's just Ronnie's note. Well, what about these these uh, unfortunate souls coming up here in a little bit? Uh, we'll talk about it in this. Well, second. yeah, they might not be able to get to the mask. But if they could, take it off. I'm talking about the other... Because there was another guy... That you're not. I mean, you should put him on the horny list too. Because oh, I am. All, I'm talk, okay. about to talk about him. Yeah, go ahead this talk young about gentleman. Him. He is hurt off to the side, but not really at the same time. He's mm-hmm. the one where like half of his mask is completely right. gone. He is completely yeah. able to be able to take off that mask. And he's asking for attention and for her to hold him as well. Right here, he doesn't take the mask off with his hands. He could uh, do it with his. He could do it with his penis. Yeah, it, exactly. It is uh, fully uh, saluted, right here. And, yeah, there's just so much horniness going on. I've never seen so many people so horny when they're, they're in that much danger. just doesn't make any sense to me. But that's true. That is true. Like, yeah, how, how quickly do you regain your composure to get horny? Uh, but also, I wanted to talk about her sword because you know that she is a high-level Hashira because... I would have cut myself with that sword multiple times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was instantly thinking that. My everything would be just chopped. Pieces. <laughs> yeah, it would be crazy. And how could you, if you're swinging it around anybody, like how are you stopping it from hitting them? Exactly. Too? Like you can't, pra- yeah. I mean, maybe she practiced with an actual whip and now it's just like 100% showtime anytime she uses it. But I would walk away from using that sword looking like a slinky. Mm hmm. I agree. So we go back to the fight with Nezuko as she tries running away with Tanji. Okay, Tanji's kind of like knocked out right here. I don't know if he's knocked out or just incapacitated. But, right. Um, before they get electrocuted again, okay, the anger emotion, it has just been absolutely wrecking all of them. Like they, have, they, have, they haven't done anything to the anger guy, right? No. To stop him. No, I don't think so. But then Tanji picks up Nezuko after another attack by the flying one, which was the joy, right? Yes. The joy emotion. And he runs off with her. So they're just taking turns, getting knocked out and running off with each other. Good teamwork. Yeah. Tag teaming. Then they run in. he runs into a building to where the leaf pleasure. Fan, Pleasure, the pleasure emotion. Which now that I'm thinking about it, joy, pleasure, pretty close to each other. Close, but what what would be what would be a different emotion that you think? Um, so we got sorrow, I, sorrow, which is sad. We got anger. We have joy, which is happy. Um, pleasure, nervous. That's that's haunted goo. Yeah, you're that's right. That, yeah, that is haunted goo. Okay. <laughs> Um, how about fear? Fear, yeah. Am I just thinking of the movie Inside Out? Yes. But that's also kind of Haunting Goo. Haunting Goo is like a Which was a film, by the way. Haunting Goo is like a mixture of 
fear and nervousness. I feel like I'm still waiting for him to pop out behind the tree. I'm so excited you're about still, that. You're still going in on it? He, dude. I, I got to be honest. I hate that I think this because I want to see him again. I'm afraid he's kaputs. There's no way. Like he's done. There's no way. That's too easy. That is an upper four. I'm just... Uh, did you see Tanji? Did you see Tanji, dude? He looked good, but it's like... And they were under they were underestimating their opponent. Well, yeah, because they didn't think he'd pull out... Right, exactly. He'd literally turn into freaking Yorichi. Because it's probably never happened before. Zero. Like he, he unlocked something. You know what I mean? Yeah, Nezuko helped him unlock it. Anyways, the guy with the, the pleasure... Emotion absolutely just sends them kaboom through the building with his leaf fan. And we go to the calling card. Yeah, it was pretty intense. There was a lot of rubble on the back end, which I... Okay, answer me this. Out of the four, which one, if you had to pick one, that you were going to get their abilities, which one would you choose? What was the sorrow or yeah, sorrow's ability again? Dude, sorrow might have kind of sucked because all I remember him having is just like a spear. I don't remember him doing something that yeah. was like supernatural. I think that I would want so probably not that one. I would want the flying one. You would want the flying one. The only reason I say that is because we literally saw Nezco grab the fan and was able to use that. Too, true, true. Even without even so that's not like a power. The staff would yeah. be sick to have. Right, you're but. thinking, yeah, you're thinking because, like, the staff, if you have the staff, you're the leader, so I probably would, be, probably would make more sense as that guy. That's probably what you were thinking. Right, and I could take out the leader being the flying one. I could. Well, come you in couldn't take, take out the out. leader because I literally control the lightning, and you're in the you're in the air. Yeah, so. but did you see earlier <laughs> that just, the lightning doesn't yeah. work? The lightning doesn't work. Remember when Tanji had the, the foot of the flying one? The right, lightning didn't work right, on right, it. Right, 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 right. So but I would just claw your ass The up. talons don't work on me The either. talons, I would just claw you to freaking death until you had to... Right, it's just like I can deflight a bird anytime I want because I'm the leader. But you couldn't, though. I get, hey, I'm saying clipping your wings, bitch. It's all right. I've got talons. Come at me. So Nezco's stuck under the rubble, and she's grabbing Tanji's sword. Okay, just keeps grabbing that thing, trying to make herself bleed. Uh, she's becoming very emo, but she's not giving up. She just wants to just bleed out. It looks like I don't. I didn't know what to make of that in the in the moment. I remember thinking, "Wow, she's she's just done." Until we did, we she's done. We with both life. nailed this one. We eventually got to it, but I was thinking at first, I was like, "Wow, she." I think she's trying to end her own life. I never once thought that that would be a re- t- really stupid thing to think. What were you about to say? I was going to say retarded, which it would be. It would have been a retarded thing to think. <laughs> it would have. It would have. Uh, so we, we then go back to Jeffrey Epstein's favorite artist who introduces himself as Gyoko. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he says this to Tokido and the crew. Um, he asks if he can show them his artwork. Uh, and he calls red him, flag. Yeah, red flag. He calls him his three guests, and then claps his baby arms and hands together, displaying another vase of about six swordsmiths, all mangled and swords holding their mangled corpses or not corpses. They're still alive. Bodies together. Now here's the thing. Obviously, we got to talk about that, but I did have a note here. Anytime you talk about artists, I'll tell you everyone right now exactly when to be concerned 
about what they say, okay? If they say, oh, I have a drawing I want you to see, or I have a painting, you know? Those are all like, okay, we'll see what this artist is up to. Anytime someone just puts a blanket statement on it and says, I have some artwork I'd like you to see, run. You got to yeah. get out of there. Do not trust anyone who makes artwork. They can draw, they can paint, they can make statues. And if they say, hey, I sculpted a statue, you'll be like, oh, wow. I imagine it's going to be quite like the SpongeBob Marble episode. You got to be the marble and then yeah. you can have a conversation like that. But if they say, Special Chronicles you, comes out. I've been working, you know, I've been working some art. Someone would call it an artwork. Come check it out. Get out yeah, of there. Because artwork could literally, they could literally take a poo in the toilet and then just like disconfigure their poo and be like, oh, this is art, my artwork. Right. That's right. what I think of. I mean, this goes for, you know, if a girl, guys, if a girl says something about some artwork, obviously run. She's trying to kill you. And girls, same thing. If you're, uh, make sure you got some. A buddy system and if just talk with your friends and be like hey if i ever sent you a text that just says artwork use my snap location and come save me because yep. i could be i'm with a serial killer so now does gyoko need to clap his baby arms together no. to spawn the vases nope you don't think so <laughs> no i think he's just flashy i think he likes i think that's how he's spawning them is he's putting his baby arms together because how else are they spawning? We see later on that another one spawns, and see, I think it's because he puts his hands together. But the really problem quick. is, okay, he's got 12 baby arms, so does he yeah. have to make contact with all 12 baby of those baby, baby phalanges? That's not how the song goes. Or um, as long as like two pair somehow find each other. I don't know. That's what we got to figure out, man. Can he, can he go first arm, seventh arm? And because be he's un, if, if there's not something like that, then he's just straight up unbeatable. He can literally spawn vases and then just teleport to any vase he wants like how do you stop dude that? don't be such a gullible tv show watcher do you sound you literally sound that's not gullible that's literally what happened no and tokyo I know that's said what it happened, out loud but you, god you sound so gullible You're like, oh my god ronnie dude he can freaking transport through vase he can transport through pottery he's literally he can. he's literally unstoppable well chat two episodes ago we were watching Hans and goo who was multiplying every time he got sliced in half including when he got sliced at the neck so can we just chill out with this guy for a second until we we gotta God, you would be such a bad detective or such a... Uh, I'm so glad that we're not Demon Slayers together because you would do... You wouldn't have even killed the Magikarps. You would have sliced its head off and as soon as it's going back, you're like, oh my God, he's unbeatable. No. no. Sometimes you got to take a step back. You got to slice up the vase. We got to analyze the situation. Okay. That's what Tokido does. And what what do you know? Oh, slice the vase. Okay. I'm at the other vase. Wow, Tokido, sorry. This is what this guy thinks of you. He thinks you get one chance, and just because you didn't get it on your first guess, you were hopeless. Yeah, and on the second guess, guess what? He's captured. And well, a yeah, water basin. I will admit, he's in a bad spot right now, but that doesn't mean that he only had one idea. No, he had a few things. He just went with the top of the list. And now he's going to have to rely on Kotetsu to save him. No. What a loser. Hey, prediction. Kotetsu will do nothing. Won't help at all. So yeah, this is just some absolutely diabolical evil type stuff. I never understand this show, how sometimes it can just shy away from anybody getting hurt, any violence at all, and then it pulls off something like this. This is the worst. This is the worst (laughs) thing that the show's done. This is so brutal. I mean, we've had that thought through the first three seasons, like, different things that we've seen where we're like oh my god this show goes so heavy sometimes 
I was not prepared to see six guys shish kebobbed onto each other. Dude, there's literally serial killers that would think this is evil. Like, this is... <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? There's there's very few human... Well, this is obviously a demon, but there's very few hum- humans in this world that have even thought about doing something like yeah. this. Like, you're saying, like, Jeffrey Dahmer would have seen it and been like, well... well yeah. Right, right. Well, I think you went a little too far. Yeah, or you'd have been, you'd have been Six like... Six at one time, I think too, you went a little too Too, too far. many, yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey Doma, though we've seen him chewing on some limbs, I wonder if he's kind of on the same the same level as Gyoko. I could see that he's the only other demon kind of being like that. Yeah, um, five swordsmiths for this piece. Yeah, they're still alive. He said for this piece, and he even grabs the sword and twists it, making them hurt even more. No, no. not that it was. Uh, Yes, it made them hurt more, so you're not wrong. Thank you. It was a special feature that he placed in the artwork. He said that. He's like, and I took, he was like, I took a little extra time to make sure. He's like, I couldn't get all the wiring correct at first, but I kept persevering, and I really put this extra special feature in the artwork. I give you permission if that happens to me, you're allowed to just kill me, to put me out of my misery. If you're ever kebobbed? Like that, yeah. You, you can just kill me. It's fine. With four other dudes? Is that like a stipulation? Um, because you yeah. said like that, like I it needed to be these exact conditions, so I just don't want to get confused and absolute or into yeah, yeah, at least three, at least three other guys, at least three. Okay, so we're getting closer. So if you're kebobbed with three other guys, are you wearing half a mask? Yes. Okay. All right. So if you're fully faced, then don't do it. But if you're wearing half a now, mask, now I did like what he said right here. This, and you always say creepy things like that. But go ahead. <laughs> he said. I left their masks on uh, for part of the artwork. Right. Which it did make the art a little bit better because you can't see the terrifying emotions. You're just seeing kebab, uh, a bunch of kebab dudes. That's the problem. We see at least half of one guy's face, and they're so on the bridge to death that he doesn't even look horrified. He's just very... Right. That's why this is like... He has turned it into a little bit of art. This, is, this isn't this is just your ordinary. And there's just legs where there shouldn't be legs. It's yeah. really bad. And the blood fountain, the blood <clears throat> squirting out of the mask. Yeah, that's when Tokido calls him a piece of crap and swiftly swings at him, only for him to teleport to a different vase. So, Ronnie, what we're going to have to do is give this guy a vasectomy. <laughs> nice. That's the only way. Okay. I know I was earlier on. I was like, "How are we going to defeat this guy?" We just give him a vasectomy, and it's all over. We got this. A vasectomy. I like it. that's one that you type and you kind of you take your hands off the laptop. You sit back. You look at it. Put your hands behind your head. You go, "Yep." Yeah, actually, I thought of that one like uh, right after the reaction. I was like, damn, I wish I would have thought of that in the moment. In the moment, right. So he slashes the vase, only for him to teleport to another one. Um, That just comes out of nowhere, too. It's not like the vase is already there. It just comes out of nowhere. That just seems cheating to me a little bit. No, I I mean, it is. It's a cheap move. It's a cheap move. What What I'm basically saying is that these uppers are just way too strong and they use cheap moves all the time. But the problem is, is he didn't clap. How do you know? You don't know that. You're just saying that. 
Alright, fine. I'm just trying Just to... admit to me that you're just saying that. that you don't no, know. I've watched the episode again. I didn't see him clap. You didn't see him clap or you didn't pay attention to see Oh, wow. Now you're going to question my TV watching skills. That, sir, would be a poor move. <laughs> didn't pay attention. Yeah, now Gyoko's mad, though, because he didn't appreciate the artwork. Okay? And as an artist, that is the one thing that you want from your fellow... What do you call somebody that comes to an art show um, to watch art? Art appreciate an AA and art appreciator. Okay. Um, okay, but here's the thing about crazy people like this guy. I want him to get mad. They're more dangerous when they're in their la-di-da land, in their messed up okay. sick mind. When you get them angry, that's when they make mistakes. So you think that's what they got to do is just make this guy? Well, you are right about that because literally Gyotaro, mm-hmm. the last demon, the only reason they beat him is because they got him in his feels about his sister. A boom, boom goes the Ronamite. You know, oh my God, Ronnie, you you saying that? First off, that was very <laughs> stupid. What? But please tell me, what did Ronamite make you think of? I don't know. Because you said you saying that. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I meant you saying that about about Yoko. Yeah. The the demon that is going to be the biggest problem by far is Jeffrey Doma, because he seems like the type of first off Akaza. We already seen that he gets in his feels. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Doma has like no emotions. Well, what about number one? That guy's. Well, I think if that is Yorichi or whatever, somehow he could, you could somehow convince him. He sees Tanji and like maybe uh, brings. You're saying it. we're gonna have to get him back to the good side. Yeah, I mean, he might not go back to the good side, but I could see him like having recollection. How do you say that word? Recollections. Yeah, recollections. Sorry. That's all right. Um. Okay. Of like. Tanji I mean, I know stuff. Jeffrey Doma is your guy, and I like Jeffrey Doma too. I just. That's what I'm saying. He has no emotions. He doesn't get. From what we've seen, he's never gotten right. flustered. Yeah. Muzan has. Not Jeffrey Doma. Okay. And that's my guy. So. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, we do, we pick characters at the beginning and then whatever happens, you, get, you know, I'm the kind of guy that likes to stick with my character. So therefore, you pick Jeffrey Doma. I chose Haunting Goo. Who man, is terrible. Man, did I have my moment in the sun, but it's not looking so great right now. Unless he pops up. But at the same time... You were the Red Ranger, I was the Blue Ranger, and yet you just got a lot more responsibility where I got to just kind of kick ass. Everyone knows the Blue Ranger was... I have no idea what you're talking about. Red mm. Ranger, what, is, what show was that? Yeah, you're acting like we didn't bond over Power Rangers, but I've got, I've got so many things to prove it. So he then spawns a couple of blowfish out of a vase and uses yes. the attack Thousand Needlefish... Uh, they look like a few Goldines, if you remember the Goldine. Yeah, this guy's Pokemon. very into slightly ripping off Pokemon. He is, yeah. We've, <laughs> we've had Magikarp, Goldines. And he is a water gym leader. Yep. Um, yeah, these Next guys, is going to be a Starfish. Or Staryu, sorry. I was starfish. making a point of like, uh, when he's mad, that's when we can beat him. But he did release the fish when he got mad, which wasn't like that. That was a problem. Yeah. This is up being, I mean, he, everything he does right here ends up being a major problem. So I don't know if your theory is going to hold up. But I do feel like it is sometimes, have you ever heard of this? Tell me if you've heard of this. Sometimes it's got to get worse to get better. 
I've heard that, but so I think that his moves had to get tougher on us. But now there's an opening for us to allow to get okay. us to get him. So yeah, he shoots the needles at the civilians, but Tokido steps in the way and takes just takes them the needles straight to the face. Doesn't even blink. Like his eyes aren't closed or anything. He just takes it straight to the face. Gyoko just laughs at the poison that he because he knows he got hit by it. There's obviously poison in it, and it's running <laughs> through his body now. Obviously, right. I mean, you can't just get hit by a needle no. and not be poisoned. You're 100% right. That's what I'm saying. Uh, the one good thing Tokyo can take away from this, if he's this kind of guy, maybe he's not, he got a free ear piercing. Because one of those things, <laughs> did you see it? It was perfect. Yeah. It was perfect. I could see him being one of those guys. He's got the hair for it. Gyoko then says that their lives are worthless, talking about Kotetsu and Mr. Kanamari, which he might be right it's about Kotetsu. Wrong. But... Um, that's when Tokido though, it kind of sends a memory to him or like, yes, he, he remembers somebody saying that to him back in the day, but it looked like a demon. This was the sneakiest part of the episode. The, I think this might be like the demon from back in the day that initially injured him. Now the teeth, the teeth look weird, right? But I don't know if you noticed this, the apparel, um, from like, you can only really see the shoulders to the top of the chest. Looks like the vest that Akaza wears. Oh, you were, yeah. The face, even even you saying that though, the teeth area, right? Because like it's it. anime, so they can do they can change up like faces and stuff. They're trying to make someone look like more demonish. So that's my little that's my little theory. I'm gonna throw at the dartboard. And we've never seen Akaza smile like that. So if he smiled, he might look like that. Mm-hmm. Dang. So you think he got in a fight with already an upper? And that's who injured him. You're picking up what I'm putting down. All right. Um, Gyoko then gets happy about more artwork that he can produce with a ha- sorry, with a Hashira, and then spawns another vase. And this has water prison pot mm. and traps Tokido in it, and it's just a big like bubble of water, pretty much. And he can't get out of it because his breathing technique dunzo here. Yeah, I mean it sucks that um. That this is how you get got, because like you don't want to be a Hashira and then be stuck in water. It's just yeah. not that cool. It's not this guy. <laughs> this guy's just got like you just wouldn't expect this right. guy to have this many different like powers. That's or... true. He is probably the most well-rounded demon we've seen because he's got a lot of moves. I mean, think about it. Like, especially, yeah. Ryu, I'm, scare- I'm, rem- I'm remembering Ryu. Ryu had quite a few spidery things going on, I think. What what were we calling him? Icky the incel. He was just... I mean, he had a few demon blood moves or whatever they're, they're called. Uh, blood demon art. But he was really just relying on his weapons. Yeah. Whereas this guy, Gyoko's pull, pulling out all the tricks in his bag. Yeah, if you think about it, this guy can't even... He can't even like actually attack with his own self. Like Akaza, well, and, yeah, he's got baby arms. So. Akaza and Gyotaro, they could like actually attack people with their physical self. Mm-hmm. Same, probably Jeffrey Doma too. Looks like it, but this guy can't. He just moves from base to base and uses a bunch of different powers. Interesting. It's very mm-hmm. strange. I don't. This guy seems like he shouldn't be number five. He should probably be higher than that. But mm-hmm. I don't know. There's got to be. 
We just got to find the red button on him. I don't That's, think he has a red we button. We got to just find the red button. So we go back to Tanjiro and Nezuko as she cuts herself even more and uses her blood demon art to finally put this sword on fire. And it turns the sword from black to red. Okay? It's the exploding blood red sword. Which is kind of pink. Yeah, and it does look kind of pink. But they say red in the show. I made sure to... I'm going to call it what I see. Kind of pink, but that's okay. We then get Tanji getting random inherited memories. Um, And this is from a nice lady. He's like imagining this nice lady talking about the color of the sword. I don't know who this is. Is this just the wife of his ancestors? Because we see a guy as well that like Tanji's in the shoes of. And that is the same guy that we saw before. Right. Um, That was with Yorichi. Right. Now the wife, though, I don't remember her looking like this lady did. But it, she was also like laid up with a baby, oh, so yeah, yeah. you know now she's just got. I mean, she had some vegetables. She had clearly just got from the garden. Looks like she had some. Uh, I mean, it was actually some some huge beets, maybe, and then some maybe small potatoes. It was really weird. The vegetables that she had, some sort of greenery, some sort of herb. I'm sure. Well, she's doing her best. It might um, not have been in season for it other did, things. Yeah, I mean, all this to say, they definitely looked like root vegetables. Very much so winter winter, uh, winter harvest. Yep. Because, whew, I mean, you can try and spice up spice it up a little bit with whatever soup she's getting ready to make, but it is not going to be one that you keep coming back for. Right. This It seems like a desperate time. They they weren't able to kill the deer. It got away, yeah. and this is what they're relying on. Based off what I saw in her bowl, yeah, it's going to help you survive, but you're not going to be craving it anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. So now Tanji thinks back to all of his friends, his sensei, everyone that he has to reach their expectations for. All of his, just everyone that he's been with, Tengen, the colorful fingernails, well, never get over it. Basically what you're saying is Tanji killed people that uh, are still alive to have this moment. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> you're only allowed to have this moment with people that have died. Rengoku is one. Right. Uh, Tengen, one arm. I think you're allowed to have it with so him. So it would have made more sense if there was just a floating arm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Floating arm. Um Yuro Kodaki, he was getting old. He could be dead for all we no, know. No, that guy is not dead. He, uh, he, oh my god, Yuro Kodaki is going to play such a big part later. Yeah, I'm sure he is. You don't think he is? No. Dude, <laughs> wow. That wow. guy? Hey, full alert, full alert. This guy's a fool. Yeah. Fool me all you want, okay? Yuro Kodaki, I will actually give you money if he shows up in the next 20 episodes. Next twenty episodes, I'm not. He's in game, is what I'm saying. All if you, oh my god, imagine being this guy chatting me and like, no, d- no, Ronnie, he did the last thing he could ever do for Tanji. Like, how many times has that been? No, it ass? just seems like the artist, the creator of this story, is just gonna completely forget about him. Yeah, good luck with that. He's here. He is. We haven't seen him in how many episodes? Forty, and yet he's still one of the ones touching Tanji's back. So, good luck. So, Tanji gets amped up, and he says he's got to defeat the demons for their sake. <laughs> the 75% of them are still alive that he's thinking about right now, but he still has to do it for their sake. He gets amped the fuck up. Sentence is just, like, eating. 
He's like eating a roast on the top of a blizzard mountain. He just feels that in the atmosphere. He's just like, thanks, Tanji. <laughs> he attacks three of the emotions. The anger demon then gets memories from Lord Muzon because they've been given the blood and cells from the from Muzon, who was scared shitless of the old swordsman that used the same sword slash technique, which was Yorichi. So Muzon is terrified of this type of sun breathing. That's why Muzan is terrified of a sun breather from Yorichi. Now Tanji. I still don't get whether Tanji is actually related to Yorichi or if he just... Right. I don't know. It's right. very confusing. But Tanji's able to use it. And he annihilates the leaf guy, Anger Demon. He annihilates all of them. And one swoop, way too easy for him. And he uses the stunning dragon head dance for this. Um, Is that what it was called? That was not what it was called. Let's see if I've got it here. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry. He uses sun halo dragon. I don't know where that came from. (laughs) Right. Sun halo dragon and then calls it a head dance at the end. Yeah, the head dance. That was the part where we were really going. Yeah, I understand. Um. But yeah, he could. That's what's so crazy, though, is all the other times he even thinks back to it, Yotaro and stuff, it took everything in him to even come close to slicing his head off. He just. He did this in five seconds like it was nothing. Right. Because the whole point of it that we're getting ready to get to is he's got to do. He's got to cut all the heads simultaneously. And the way that he was zigzagging around the playing field here, he hit him before they even knew what hit him. Right, they had no time to react. At all. And, two, they weren't expecting this. This is kind of out of nowhere. Well, it's not every day that you're expecting someone to just pull some Sun Halo Dragon on you. Exactly. And then we see that Ginya actually cut off the head of the other one, but he turns around and he's either a demon or a werewolf. Yes, I'm Team Werewolf, personally. I End think we episode. need some more werewolves. Um, dude, that was... That was interesting. Like, it felt, in some ways it would have been cheap, but it wasn't cheap to me. Because the whole episode I was going, okay, wait, where is Ginya? What happened to Ginya the last time we saw him? Apparently these two, they just went and had a waltz around by themselves. Like, they were just having a whole other episode somewhere that we weren't privy to. Who? Sorrow and Ginya. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was, from the last time we saw him, he was getting stabbed by that guy. Right, and then he got knocked into a room. Right, so then he just started fighting the guy solo. And they just, yeah, they just had a little one-on-one yeah. action. Um, so I thought that was f- fun. And now, so this is this is where we're at now. Like, you think Hanton Goose still out there? I don't think he's done. There's just <laughs> okay. All right. Do you feel me on that though, or no? I did for a while, but now I'm uh, I'm off the bandwagon, unfortunately. Well, because one. There's still we've got an issue with Ginya. He might attack Tanji. I don't know what's going on there. He's either a werewolf or a demon. Two, Haunting Goo. There's just I, I'm not buying it. He's not dead. I the reason I Ginya's say that, brother, the Hashira, can do the same thing, right? We don't know. I'm no. Yeah, I know that I'm saying that. Like, confirm it. But I'm meaning. What do you think? I almost want to say no. Like really? For, yeah, I want to say like he might even be doing something different than his brother. Because mm. 
Didn't he say something earlier about his brother not liking his brother or something like that? He said, well, I don't know. I'm I'm almost of the opinion that, like, the wind, or, uh, the mist Hashiro, the love Hashiro are going to see this, and they're going to be like, oh, this one's like wind. Like, oh, he can do this too. Like, they are all, there's just something that they can do that we But don't remember know how, ang- like, if this is a demon mode, remember how angry wind was? With Nezuko wanting to kill her, so it'd be weird that if yeah, but it could... wasn't it wasn't like a life or death situation. He was just kind of like okay angry about it. I, yeah. I think he can contain his emotions a little bit. I'm excited for the next one though. That was a great cliffhanger. Yeah, I really liked it. There were just a few things I wanted to mention, or maybe just uh, one thing that we didn't really get to talk about. So Rossina really helped us out. Did you see that comment on YouTube? Yes. That the Ubu Ubu Yoshiki is the master. Is the master. I don't know how we missed that. Which makes a thank whole you. lot more sense. Right. And that it, they're looking for basically that headquarters and can't find it. Yes. And he's just wanting to take out the fam- really when he says that family, the the master calls his Hashiras his children. Mm-hmm. So he's taught He's just meaning we need to take out all the Hashiras. Yes. Is basically what he's saying yes. every time he says that. Which is kind of, I mean, Muzan quit being so cute with it. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I was thinking about it. It's like, quit trying to be so fancy and just say what you mean. No wonder they haven't found him. They're confused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they, they've been given a task at work and none of them, they all kind of like, once Muzan leaves the room, they all kind of look at each other and be like, so wait, what are we supposed to do? And they're, <laughs> I don't know. I was too afraid to ask. They're like, Ubu Yoshiki, do you know who that is? No, I don't know. He's like, I've just been trying to kill a bunch of Hashiras. So like, well, apparently that's not what he wants. We... <laughs> uh, all right. So that was fun. That was good. The good episode. And now, so what do we have next episode? We got to bring all the characters back together. We're still dealing with the Gyoko problem. Love's got to. She's she's, she's going to pop up and help. Yeah, because she's cleaned up the village at yeah. this point. So now she's free to go wherever she's needed. That, that's the only way Tokido's getting out of that. If she comes and helps, Gyoko is a damn problem. There needs to be more than one Hashira fighting him. Mm-hmm. It, I just don't see him winning without more than one. And I still think Hauntingu is the fight's not over with Tanji. I'm, I'm not okay fight's not over hauntingu right. dude come on i mean i you're hope gonna, so it's, you're the gonna, Ro- it's the ronnie demon no one's cheering for it more than me yeah he's gonna come back in his original form and it's gonna be awesome all right cool uh check us out at ronnie and chat on all social media join the discord and link below check out the patreon we're getting ready to record one of those bad boys right now um we'll see you next week talk to you peace peace